my family summons demons for hire. I just broke a major rule. It is the 5th of April in the year 2023. I am writing this in a hurry, as I sadly have to expect to be fiercely distracted. I will be killed within the hour. My name is Morton Bryce. I am the son of Walton T. Bryce and Emma Maria Watley. While many would have called me a hopeless scoundrel, a vagabond, and a seriously outclassed small-scale criminal, such had never been my true calling. I am a born believer, a cultist for a real cause, not the mere madness or the drug-crazed dreams of the modern urban people, and I can proudly note that I will stay faithful to the very moment of my own death. Like many rural people, I had a childhood full of hard work, folklore, and familial closeness I actually had to accept as my burden, just as most others had to. But since Al Hazarded published that book for the boring mainstream, morons trapped in ignorance and choosing to stay so, I was part of a living community hell-bent on more than the mere survival, cattle herding and dying on our family farm. And yes, that Necronomicon hysteria blinded shockingly many to the very fact that more than 90% of those who dabbled in it suffered a premature and disastrous demise soon thereafter. Murder disease, car accidents, and suicides amongst these. My own core suspicion was that the book, combined with Al Hazarded's personal madness, made it a beacon to forces not even cultists would easily sympathize or associate with, maybe due to the ordeal of reaching his publisher, or escaping the equivalent to a book burning church chorus eager to prevent that. But such is just something like Bible Sermon of Christianity. It makes every yokel who is barely able to recite a punchline of scripture seem to be a major player involved in global and divine schemes of utmost importance. I am no necromancer, and I am not capable of summoning greater cosmic powers personalized or abstract, and neither did I ever go insane enough to attempt such. The gruesome years von Jones must have needed to learn communicating with ghouls should have made it clear that each cult needs a focus and enough sanity left to actually survive mundane and cosmic threats. A struggle which usually ends with the cultists losing it. Our opponents, mostly envious schemers, work hard to publicly insist such and prove we fight on the wrong side of the wrong cause. I always thought such insistence might come from a faint resemblance to the American Civil War and the psychosocial or cultural aftermath it made people live in. I could err, though, all with decent education or life experience and maturity. Will, once contemplating it, Realize that we actually do what mortality demands from everybody who is born. Survive and prosper or die trying. Human nature within the laws even larger powers cannot undo completely. Additionally, I am used to both introspection and retrospection. Many cults and several cultists actually never waste a minute of their lifetime on learning the wisdom of such. I think we are the rural people's dark side of independence. We are oft depicted partly criminals, partly manipulative pseudo-clergy, and free from the shackles of a society only accepting us as underpaid laborers, maltreated lackeys, or not at all. Old letters, letters or predecessors to email, fax, or WhatsApp. Kind of technological remote communicating and diary notes or family heritage do indeed mention the subtle notes it takes to become a cultist and learn to communicate with powers beyond, below, or in cosmic anomalies we fail to understand. 
just that nobody promised it is easy, harmless, or guaranteed to be good for us. My own grandparents heard the vivid memories of their elders' tales, of things manifesting, of barely surviving the first encounter, of feeling the power so much worthier than the farm life we had to be content with. Many of us actually shared in the joy of mom or dad proudly retelling how they acquired their first real occult book, or how they met the one stranger who was not just babbling the insane sermon of escapees from psychiatric institutions. When it runs in the family, then it is usually either more freaky or more comforting than the solitary start. Many think us alike the cult's doing nothing but indulging perversion or insanity. Still, those are the people who forget that some of us long succeeded into gaining patronage or tutoring from more powerful minds than those humanity cares to muster. My grandparents spoke of surviving two world wars, rarely ever about anything occult or beyond. It was due to the fact that I was born without mutations or signs of dire degeneration that allowed me to participate in the normed society, like kindergarten or base school, middle school, high school, and some university. Henceforth, I had my personal expertise about what I disliked about society, why I was not satisfied being a lackier soldier, especially an underpaid one, and how to stay content with that. Noteworthy, though, is that degeneration, violation, and unintended results are lifelong calamities we have to be cautious about. I think that a major factor of explaining this is that the forces we attune with have a habit of making the same reality we all know and depend on, play its proverbial wild cards. In its scientific routine, life still has anomalies, like an ebb and flow of possibilities, and never fully along the scientific definitions of physical laws. The moments when such real forces manifest or bring about changes are, to mortal creatures and mammals, usually overwhelming discomforting, or outright pandemonium. Lesser cults hence remain on the same proverbial food chain like any human, but react differently to those whims of natural law and mayhap the god we once prayed to in church. Back to me, Morton Bryce. My life went its way, and it is my own decision to write this confession, because it is what it comes down to, a confession even though I do not even know if the auto-share will ever upload and spread it. My conscience rested easily and lived well with producing dozens of what nowadays is called targeted individuals or conspiracy theorists. One of our income sources is providing a service for hire, in terms like gang-stalking, invisible touch torment, or cyber-stalking. You may be inspired by it. Sometimes it is a family who just purchased a house where we cannot afford witnesses, or when we have that need to remain undisturbed, especially from journalists and nosy neighbors. Seriously, sometimes we're not at all about home invasion, family massacring, or normalcy crushing. Though targeted psychosocial harassment, intimidation, and causing alienation to people who found out or witnessed certain procedures actually spawns from the same root as the decision to kill in cold blood or burn a house down without warning the inhabitants ensuring the firefighters and insurance companies have a more believable scene to find, giving them clues they expect to find, aimed to make it easier to overlook otherworldly involvement. Skilled cult leaders sort their assets, avoiding to discomfort them too far, as a risk of discovery, opposition, and angered contract partners or tasks our middle management is duty-bound to handle. Damn. It is just that. Subtle threats, pure intimidation, or brute force kidnapping or poisoning, if compliance could not be 
reinforced in the first rush. Certainly one reason we are met with distrust and vigilance, instead of smiles and the proverbial open arms. It's odd how much can become routine to the human mind and how many changes we can rationalize away until we realize they are exactly what made us ever fall from grace. Once we realize that even those who play with dirty tricks can be nailed by consequence competition or life itself, a lot becomes so much more adult about it. I myself chuckled more than once, lately even about the insight that I actually might die like a figure in a short story, written by one Howard Philip Lovecraft, who is rumored to have been member of some dilettante social club. Reading works like that Necronomicon and dabbling in anything to snatch attention and easy money. These memories and thoughts surge up into my mind because I am ashamed of the blasphemous simplicity which would be my confession. Really merely typing the words fails to make transparent how one little outrage of bloodthirstiness caused a wrong I never meant to cause, and harmed people I did not want to be harmed, whereby it may indeed be that only do the way consequences made reality turn out to be. I found that guilt-ridden lethargy to accept my supposed fate instead of using my skills to escape or undo it. No apology. No, forgive me. And no, I am sorry. Would mean that the family gets their beloved wife, mother, sister, and daughter back. No ritual I ever discovered would even help to recompense them so they could mourn their loss without the social and financial troubles it already caused in addition. Therefore, I made myself the weird hermit sitting in a small bachelor apartment and awaiting that which comes up the stairs. I only know due to investigative work that my hunter, the man sworn to end my life, was forced out of everything he cherished due to my deed. I understood that I had slaughtered his Kalalu, that I had made his magic leave his world forevermore. For that is what love was. To the journalist this man had been before his nervous breakdown and the aftermath of my outrage reforged him into another violent, prone fate-maker and life-taker. The wood oft used for stairs in proletarian social classes makes less noise when one avoids stepping into the middle of each stairs that pressures it more than stepping on the left or right, where the structure is more reinforced. I harshly heard my hunter approach, and I can only hope that he will be far away when those who would attempt to punish me for a job gone bad show up. Seeing the blinking of my USB surf stick, I know this file went online. And talking of the mundane, it is the shadow of a fireplace poker, a handy but makeshift murder weapon I see, as the final hint and herald to my own demise. <laughs>